0: What's up, people? Welcome back to the Sports Gamble Ramble. SGR 116, we are chugging along here through Super Bowl week. I'm recording this Friday, February 10th. Two more days until the big showdown. My anxiety is at an all-time high. I have constant headaches. I am not sleeping well at this point in the week. I am balls deep in props. We have done our exotic props episode. We've done our game props episode Today we are doing our player props episode, Um, SGR 116 here, player props. uh, I've got about 25 or so, about the same amount as I gave out for game props yesterday. I say or so because, you know, I'll kind of throw some combos at you guys, some two for ones. I'm not sure if it really counts as one or two props, but we've got a decent assortment here. And um, I'm not going to waste too much time. You guys have kind of heard my general thoughts on the game here so far so you know let's just dive right into it here my first prop on the game as far as player props is going to be jalen hurts anytime touchdown you can get this at plus 105. Um, Some books it's dropped down to even money already. So make sure you're monitoring your lines there and shopping around using the Bet stamp app to do so hurts anytime touchdown. Um, The quarterback sneak is just automatic. If they get down to that goal line on the two or one yard line, he's going to get in. You also have the potential on a quarterback draw. I know in crucial situations, gotta have it third or fourth downs, you know, third and goal situations. We've been going to that draw a lot this year. Um, We do this really cool thing with Jason Kelsey where we show the, uh, we show the um, pass blocking uh, look with the draw and then uh, Kelsey actually pulls around the guard. And so it's kind of a draw power. Uh, It's pretty sweet. Uh, Kelsey for MVP, not just of the Super Bowl, but of the season. Um, But back to the prop here, I like Hertz to get into the end zone. It's pretty automatic. He's got 13 rushing touchdowns in the regular season here and seven in his last nine games. On top of that, um, I found a prop on DraftKings earlier in this week. I mentioned it on one of our episodes. Can't remember which one here. I got Hertz or Sanders anytime touchdown at minus 170. Just feels incredibly safe to take the variance out of there. Whether it's a handoff or Hertz keeps it, as long as the Eagles uh, starting backfield gets a rushing touchdown, you're cashing in on that one. And then uh, my last Hertz rushing prop is going to be longest rush over 13.5 yards. Just standard minus 110 odds on this one. I like that more than taking his full game rushing. His full game rushing yards is 49.5 and while he's had some big running games throughout the regular season he hasn't been running on that high of volume um, throughout the playoffs so far i do think that he'll run more than he's had to in the last two blowouts obviously But I like him to be able to break an explosive run at some point if we have a third and 10 and he needs to rip off a 15-yard run. He's done that on multiple occasions here. And I think that there's a chance that he even busts um, like a read option designed run for over 13 and a half yards at some point. And we might not even have to sweat this one out too much. We could get it in the first half of this game. People have been concerned, is Hurts fully healthy? Is his shoulder still fucked up? I'm not really that concerned, especially last game of the season. I don't expect us to be like protecting him or babying him with any sort of conservative play calling. So I feel comfortable with that. Those are my favorite ways to attack um, Hertz's rushing props. Let's go over to the other quarterback in this matchup, Patrick Mahomes. I've got three props on Mahomes as well. Uh, The first one is going to be on his pass attempts. I like over 38.5 pass attempts for Mahomes. I grabbed this at 38.5 at minus 110. I have seen some books move this up to 39.5 as well. Uh, Just game script-wise, I think that in the situation where the Eagles have a lead, I think that Hurts will obviously have to throw more. In a situation where it's a back-and-forth even matchup, I still think that just Andy Reid's coaching style, I've seen a million times... While he was the coach of the Eagles and throughout his tenure in Kansas City, he um, really has uh, a tendency to abandon the run game sometimes. And in big games, he he likes to do it as well. I think with the season on the line, with the Super Bowl on the line, with the legacy on the line, you put the ball in Mahomes' hands here. I think the Chiefs uh, would prefer at least early in the game to open up with some short passing. Um, So he could be stacking completions or at least attempts early in this game um, with uh, like a lot of quick screens, bubble screens underneath stuff to try and neutralize the pass rush. The Eagles have the best, <clears throat> excuse me, pass defense in the league in several March, uh, excuse me, several different categories. Uh, really strong corner play with Darius Slay and James Bradbury and some ball hawking safeties. I think that the way that Kansas City tries to strategize is to again pick apart kind of that linebacking and, and underneath uh, soft zone coverage there. And then uh, as far as Mahomes, I'm also taking. Um, His rushing yards under 19.5 at minus 118 odds feels really good about that one. Also, somewhat connected, my last Mahomes prop is going to be for his longest rush under 10.5 yards. I don't think that he'll have much success on the ground here. Um, The Eagles have been very good against mobile quarterbacks this season, um, with the uh, exception of Justin Fields. Justin Fields had a massive day, but like. There's maybe one or two other quarterbacks in the NFL that can run like that guy. If you want to put Lamar, maybe a Hertz or a Josh Allen in there with their ability to create with their legs. But, I mean, what I'm saying is that guy's kind of a rare breed. He ripped off some explosive plays. The Eagles have been very good as far as um, being able to contain quarterbacks from extending plays. And once they do decide to run, we're not giving up big chunks to quarterbacks on the ground, Mahomes on top of that um, with the ankle. I know that he's had time to rest over these last two weeks, but there's no way his ankle is 100. percent He wasn't scrambling that much in the uh, Chiefs game, and again, matchup wise, like I think that we have so much speed at the defensive um, end, you know, edge uh linebacker core our linebackers are undersized but they're fast so i think that that benefits as well if you want to try and run it you know up the middle if you can get past our, our d tackles our linebackers are a little bit soft in there but the speed on the outside is there for this eagles defense so i like i like us to be able to contain mahomes from using his legs too much i'll take under 19 and a half rushing yards and under 10 and a half for his longest rush of the game so that's it for my quarterback props. Let's move on to the running backs here. I've got several props on Miles Sanders. I love betting on Miles. I just, I really believe that the Eagles, when they want to run the ball, are probably the best team in the NFL at it you could make the argument the 49ers have like a fantastic um, run scheme as well and obviously McCaffrey is McCaffrey but the Eagles O-line across the board better than any other unit in the NFL and they need to start being talked about as a historic offensive line Um, Miles Sanders the lead back here 12 over 1200 rushing yards this season coming off a career year and there's some interesting angles on his rushing yards first off the full game over 60 and a half rushing yards feels good it's a low number if you're telling me that miles has 85 in this game i'm not surprised i almost said 100 there but the thing about the 100 is i think that we will have kenny gainwell and boston scott involved a decent amount and i'll get to them in a second but they've been seeing some carries specifically in the second half of games and vulturing some goal line carries from Sanders. I still like Sanders to go over his 60 and a half yards, and some more attractive ways to play it, in my opinion, would be Miles Sanders over 26 and a half first half rushing yards. You got to lay some juice. It's minus 140, but I love this play. Absolutely love it, and like I said uh Gainwell and Scott are getting used more in the second half of games where Sanders isn't coming off the field that much um early in the game and he's getting pretty much the entire opening drive he just keeps getting his touchdowns vultured by boston scott as of recent so over 26 and a half first half rushing yards is one of my stronger plays in this entire episode i would say and then a really fun way to play sanders is going to be over 25 rushing yard excuse me at least 25 rushing yards we want to word this correctly in each half of the game you need 25 in the first half 25 in the second half from miles Sanders Uh, you can get that at plus 145 odds I've got a couple of stats here as I scrimmage through my notes last minute but the Chiefs in the playoffs are allowing over six yards per carry this season I really like the Eagles to be able to run it again pretty much whenever they need to Um, they also allowed uh, the excuse me 18th highest uh, yards per carry allowed in the regular season um so 18th uh, yards per carry allowed this year and then over 6 Um, yards per carry in the playoffs that run d is not a strength of this chiefs team and it's really a big angle for why i'm picking the eagles to win this game i just think when in doubt force it down their throats i picked the eagles over team rushing yards on my game props episode yesterday and so i love being able to grab the value there plus 145 odds for sanders to just get 25 in each half there and then to um, continue to attack that matchup of this Eagles running game versus uh, that weak um, Kansas City Chiefs uh, run defense, I've got Boston Scott over 7.5 rushing yards, minus 110. The guy could get this on one or two carries, um, and I do think he'll get those carries. And then Kenny Gainwell, we're taking his rushing yards over as well at 19.5. We're taking all three Eagles running backs to go over their rushing yards. These numbers are really low. Again, Boston Scott, strong veteran, uh, reliable uh, backup running back, and Kenny Gainwell having a really good year and specifically a really good final stretch here. Um, I pulled up his numbers, and he got 14 carries in that 49ers game um, because we were obviously winning by double digits the entire second half. 14 for 48. The efficiency is not great, but it is a very good 49ers defense. Uh, against the Giants in the divisional round, 12 for 112 on the ground, 9.3 yards per gar- carry and a touchdown. Um, also in that last uh, season finale, 5 for 35 against the Giants. Um, he uh, has been a lot more involved down the stretch um, over the second half of the season. He's gone over this mark pretty much anytime he's gotten at least four carries, and I expect him to get you know, four or five touches in this one as well. So I really like Gainwell to be able to take advantage there. This Eagles team, just to kind of drive one last point home on how dominant they are rushing, I mentioned my Hertz touchdown props. I mentioned the Hertz or Sanders touchdown. This Eagles team has 39 rushing touchdowns this year, guys. It's the most by any team in a season in NFL history. They passed the 1924 Frankfurt Yellow Jackets. So, they're all-time great at running the ball, and we can get some really attractive props here on their running backs at some pretty low numbers. We'll flip over to the Chiefs. I, um, As far as their backfield, I'm out on Pacheco in this game. I see a lot of people hammering Pacheco's rush yards. For me, eh, kind of underwhelmed by it, to be honest. I'm more interested in McKinnon. And specifically McKinnon from a receiving standpoint, I've got Jarek McKinnon over two and a half receptions at minus 145. You can also get that at over three and a half at plus 148 if you're feeling like Dancing with the Devil there. I like over 20 and a half receiving yards minus 110 quite a bit. I found this on another book that uh, 22 and a half odds at minus 125 on the over. So a lot of fluctuation there, and I'm loving the value at twenty. 20 and a half yards at minus 110. Um, who is it? McCole Hardman. McCole Hardman is out for this game. And I heard someone give out a pretty tasty stat earlier this week um, talking about the difference in McKinnon's use in the passing game in games with or without McCole Hardman. Uh, McKinnon averages, I think, two and a half catches per game when McCole Hardman's on the field. Um, when McCole Hardman uh, is out of the lineup, McKinnon goes up to four catches a game. His targets double, his yardage doubles. So McCole Hardman's out in this one, and I talked about um, like Patrick Mahomes uh, doing some quick passing early in this game, and that's correlated to some of my other receiving props here that I'll give out in just a second. But um, yeah, to play into that, I mean, I think that some, some checkdowns to McKinnon underneath. Again, this, this Eagles pass rush is legit, and I think that they do have a big mismatch against a Chiefs offensive line that's good but not great. I mean, they have some real studs in there, but they're mainly built on the interior. Um, Creed Humphrey, uh, Joe Tooney, and uh, Trey Smith, those guys are all fucking hammerheads in the middle, but Andrew Wiley on the outside, I think, is is going to get attacked in this game big time. Um we saw how the Eagles were able to take advantage of the the weak link on the 49ers offensive line and Mike McGlinchey last week. And it I, I just see it um being similar. So for Mahomes to have to uh, you know av- avoid some of that pass rush get some more check downs to mckinnon and like i said no mccall hardman so maybe some more um use in the in the screen game um, and maybe some of those jet sweeps go to mckinnon instead of tony or, or hardman in this case so i like that a decent amount and i have uh one more rushing prop here for i think this is the last one this one is a massive long shot i actually tease this at the end of my game props episode but I've got a 150 to 1 bet here and we're going to hedge into it a little bit with a 90 to 1 because it, it's just fun and it's a long shot, you know, you put $2 on this to win 300 if you want. And that's what makes the Super Bowl fun is all those crazy like little one-off side bets that you can do. So this is let's just get to it instead of teasing it for 20 fucking minutes. First player in the game to get to 20 rushing yards. I'm taking some crazy long shots on this one. Sky Moore, rookie receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs, is 150 to 1 to be the first player to 20 rushing yards. That opened at 200 to 1 earlier this week. So there are some psychos out there chipping into this. And then I said we're going to hedge it with a 90-to-1. Kadarius Toney, uh, first to 20 rushing yards in this game, plus 9,000. The thinking is just possibly that Andy Reid calls up a wide receiver end around um, early in this game. Like first drive, we just get a chunk play, uh, catch the Eagles sleeping early maybe. Um, So that's kind of the angle. Is it a lock? Absolutely not. It's 150 to one for a reason. But if Sky Moore gets this end around who I think they have been getting a little bit more involved creatively recently with guys like Tony and Hardman being banged up. Um, I just think it's a fun way to play on something that is probably not likely but possible to happen in this game and a massive payout. So uh, Tony, again, explosive guy, they like to get him involved in gadgets. I actually gave out on my uh, game props episode yesterday, the potential for a player to have a reception, a rushing prop and a passing attempt. And I said that Tony would probably be the most likely candidate to pull that off. So this is just another way to kind of, uh, play on the angle that Tony is involved in some sort of gadget in this Chiefs offense. And if you get it early enough to get a, a 21 yard rush on an end around from one of these receivers before any of the running backs bust one, uh, it's just fun. So, as we move into my wide receiver props, we might as well just stay on Kadarius Tony here um, because I'm a big fan of taking his first reception under nine and a half yards. It's juiced out a bit at minus 130. But that just tells me everything that I need to know. The sports books like this one to go under, and it really jumped off the page to me. I've alluded to this multiple times. I think a a big portion of the Chiefs' offensive plan in this one is quick underneath passing. Uh, I don't have the stats in front of me. If I had to guess, they've got to run the most bubble screens in the NFL, right? I feel like guys like MVS and Hardman and Tony and McKinnon and all these guys just get so many quick targets. Um, So Tony would have to do a lot in a uh, run-after-the-catch standpoint in order to pick up 10 yards on his first reception. And I think that, again, in order to get him active in the game early, you do try to get the ball in his hands easily and give him the opportunity to make a play there. I don't see him getting some sort of field-stretching target Um, early in this game, so I really like that number, and then I'm also going to take Juju first reception under nine and a half as well, this is minus 120, Um, I like that, I found it after looking into Juju's overall yards prop, I'm going to play into that as well here, Juju under 38 and a half receiving yards for the entire game, really like that, to me Juju is just not the kind of receiver that scares me to match up against this Eagles, Offense. I mentioned we're so strong at the corner position. Um, James bradbury is a very physical corner. There's potential that we line him up on Travis Kelsey for a big portion of the game, and then you know, does Darius Slay go on Marquez Valdez Scandling? Does he spend time on Juju? Um, do we put Avante Maddox on Juju? I actually, think Chauncey Gardner Johnson could could give Juju some big problems in this game from a matchup standpoint. He's the type of physical defensive back, safety nickel hybrid, um, and I, he talks so much shit that I think he might be able to uh, rattle Juju's cage a little bit and get inside him, but uh, he, he's not 100% health-wise. He's been listed at limited participation in practice throughout the last two weeks, and I just I just don't see his role in this offense being expansive enough, consistent enough, Um, MVS has clearly seen an increased target share as kind of that de facto number one receiver. Uh, Travis Kelsey obviously is going to be sucking in targets all day. Juju's not getting to 38 and a half yards on the secondary. The Eagles defense ranks number one in a litany of defensive categories. Um, Let me grab that off the top of my head from a couple of episodes as you guys bear with me. The Eagles defense number one this year in overall pass defense yards per attempt allowed in the passing game Uh, sacks pressure rate yards per play allowed opponent negative yardage plays tackle for loss i could keep going um number one in defensive dvoa in the passing game uh, for you advanced analytics nerds out there. So I don't see Juju having much success. I think that the targets go elsewhere. Like I said, Kelsey and MVS should be more involved here. And, uh, you know, again, McKinnon, I think being will be involved. I, I just think that you go to your more explosive guys here who can uh, create plays after the catch. Juju really more of a, uh, Run to the sticks, turn, or, turn around, catch it, and fall down, kind of guy, right now, at least in my eyes. Over to my Eagles receiving props. Uh, first one, we're going with AJ Brown. Longest reception over 26 and a half yards, minus 114. I played this exact prop uh, last week in the uh, NFC Championship game against the 49ers. Anyone who tuned into that game preview heard me um, discuss how the 49ers struggled against physical receivers on the outside, giving up uh, the 19th most passing plays of 40 yards or more this season. I found some other trends to kind of uh, highlight some of the weaknesses in this Chiefs secondary. I've talked about how I think we can run on this team. I think we can pass on them too. This Super Bowl is expected to be on the higher scoring side, so I'm not too afraid of taking some of these overs here. AJ did not hit his longest reception prop in that 49ers game, but if you guys remember watching, late in the first quarter, about a minute 30 left in that first quarter, oh man, they were so close to connecting on what would have been probably a 70-yard touchdown right there. He's walking in if he gets his hands on that ball. Hurts overthrows him by a good three or four yards and they can't connect on it. But the attempt was there. The, the game script, the scenario that I laid out was there. It was accurate. We've seen the Eagles like to take at least one deep shot to AJ on that second or third drive of the game almost automatically. And I mentioned I had some numbers for you nerds out there. Um, I've got – what do we got here if I can read my own handwriting? AJ Brown this season leads the league in yards per route run versus press coverage. Um, there's an advanced analytics group out there that was tracking this. Don't remember the name. Scrolled through it on Twitter and forgot about it. But uh, they've been... Um, apparently, this is a statistic that has only been tracked over the last six seasons. A.J. Brown's um, yards per route run against press coverage is the highest that's ever been tracked in the history of this statistic, again, the last six years. Um, and you say, well, that doesn't mean a whole lot. What if the Chiefs are really good at press coverage? Well, the Chiefs use the second uh, most press coverage in the league this season, and the Chiefs' D. I've got another one on tight window throws. Allows the most yards on tight window throws this season. A.J. Brown leads the league in yards on tight window throws. Um, You hear a lot of people call these 50-50 balls, uh, and I've also heard some people throwing around the term 80-20 balls when you're talking about A.J. Brown. I think he can out-jump someone. I think he can outrun someone. I think that we will try to be aggressive and get him a deep shot at some point to open things up, just like we did last week against the 49ers. If they're able to connect on that, I am fucking banking. I had so many props and correlated parlays with A.J. Brown longest reception, A.J. Brown yards, A.J. Brown anytime touchdown, and it all would have hit on that one play if they could connect. It's unfortunate. Um, my other plays in the Eagles passing game, if I don't have anything on their res- yeah, that's the only receiver prop. I'm going to move over to tight ends. I'm taking a couple props on Dallas Goddard. I like him to go over 47 and a half receiving yards minus 115. Another matchup that's exploitable <coughs> with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs defense would be uh, their matchups against the tight ends. Um, Dallas Goddard this season has the third most, uh, yards after catch, uh, per reception amongst tight ends and the ninth most missed tackles forced amongst tight ends. And, um, the Kansas city chiefs allow the sixth most yards after the catch fifth, most missed tackles in the NFL. So what do we get from that? Dallas Goddard good at. Forcing missed tackles after the catch. Chiefs not good at tackling after the catch. Goddard's been a guy that's pretty reliable for his, again, his yak ability. Um, really physical after he gets the ball in his hands. Look into stiff arm, guys. Doesn't get enough credit for that because he's not like the focal point highlight reel of this Eagles offense. Over 47 and a half. <clears throat> oh, a nice voice crack there. You guys can tell I'm, my voice is getting to me by all this uh, recording this week. Goddard over 47 and a half yards looks uh, pretty doable for me. His average uh, or excuse me, his line for receptions this week is four and a half. I think if he gets four or five catches, he can easily get over this. I've also seen his longest reception prop over 18 and a half, juiced out about 125, 130. I'm staying away from that one, but if uh, the books are indicating that he can bust a 20 yard reception in this, um, and they're indicating that he gets four or five catches. I like the yardage prop over 47 and a half as a strong play here and, uh, <clears throat> working off of that same angle here as I powered through Goddard first reception over eight and a half yards minus minus one ten. I just went through, um, the numbers on the run after the catch ability and the chiefs, uh, poor run after the catch, uh, tackling ability. So I like all those plays. I think that's it here for my offensive plays, uh, but I got a couple of defensive ones to close this out. So let's talk defensive props. I've got one Chiefs prop, three Eagles props, as you guys can sense a theme to these episodes, obviously favoring the Eagles in this matchup. Uh, My Chiefs defensive prop, Frank Clark under 0.75 sacks, minus 155. He's favored to not go over uh this line not to reach a full sack you got to be careful with these sack props they make the lines weird sometimes obviously sometimes they go by a half sack or a quarter sack um because a guy can technically get a half sack on the stat sheet and you think he got a sack but they only gave him a half sack and you hit the under on this prop that's kind of why they do it (coughs) so obviously searching for value where you can here um People are talking about Chris Jones and Frank Clark maybe being able to get pressure on the Eagles um, quarterback, obviously, here, Jalen Hurts. I, I don't see it. The Eagles are the best pass protection unit in the NFL. Frank Clark uh, will most likely be trying to take advantage of Jordan Mailata and Lane Johnson, and that's not the way to beat us. Lane Johnson hasn't given up a sack in almost three three years, literally. Um The guy neutralizes pass rushers 10 times better than Frank Clark. Frank Clark's really good. Uh, Not trying to make him sound like a dipshit over here, but Lane Johnson is a Hall of Fame level tackle. We have multiple Hall of Famers on this offensive line with Jason Kelsey over there as well. And I just don't see them being able to get pressure off the edge. Teams haven't been very successful with that this season. Chris Jones, if he can maybe take advantage of Isaac Sayamalu at some point, Again, maybe, but I I just really don't think that the Chiefs pass rush is gonna be much of an issue here. Our Eagles O-line is too good. So Frank Clark, under 0.75 sacks, Minus 155. And then going over to the Eagles side of the ball, we'll dive into the trenches over there. Hassan Reddick over 0.25 sacks. Minus 180 for him to only get half a sack. He had two in the first quarter of that game versus the 49ers last week. This is the man who broke Brock Purdy. Okay, and uh, (laughs) maybe he's got a target on his back from 49ers fans, but I fucking love it, all right? You know, if you... I'll get to this in my next episode because it's going to be some final thoughts and some narrative-driven stuff to kind of recap this week. But man, if you guys wanted to win that game, if you really thought you were the better team, why couldn't you fucking block Hassan Redick? I am still trying to figure that one out, but I guess they got screwed. I guess it was unlucky. Reddick's a monster. He's got 19.5 sacks this year, if you include the postseason. Last six games, 9.5 sacks, four first forced fumbles, excuse me. And he typically lines up against the opposing team's right tackle. That's Andrew Wiley. I've mentioned him throughout this week as well on these episodes. He's given up nine sacks this uh, throughout the regular season. I don't have his postseason stats in front of me. But this guy gave up nine sacks during the regular season. Our right tackle gave up zero just for points. Of reference and uh, Hassan Raddick has nine and a half in his last six games alone, so yeah. I mean, I'm just gonna say this if Mahomes' elbow gets shattered in the first quarter of this game, just like Brock Purdy's, don't go bitching to me for the next year, okay? I don't want to hear it all off season. Um, what else do we got? Uh, Brandon Graham. Super Bowl 52 legend Brandon Graham over 0.75 sacks at plus 195 odds. This is a crazy payout for a guy that definitely could have a sack in this, um, in this contest here. He had a career high in sacks this year, double-digit sacks. For a 13th year, 34 year old defensive end coming off an ACL tear, this guy should have won comeback player of the year or at least been nominated. Geno Smith actually happy for him and definitely think he deserves it more than McCaffrey or Saquon. But Brandon Graham not even being mentioned on a national scale for comeback player of the year is fucked up. Uh, This is the guy that had the game-winning strip sack on Tom Brady in the final two minutes of Super Bowl 52. He shows up in big moments. He's one of the veteran leaders on this team. And for him to get a sack in this contest is plus 195. For him to come away with two sacks in this game, plus 690. Love it. Loading up on some BG sack props here. And then my last one for you guys in this episode is going to be James Bradbury or... Chauncey Gardner Johnson, CJGJ, to throw an or to have an interception. Obviously, they're not throwing one here. Uh, you can get the combined prop here: um, Bradbury or CJGJ at plus three hundred versus taking CJGJ at plus five hundred and Bradbury at plus six hundred. I like. I'm willing to sacrifice the odds because I've been going back and forth. One of these guys I think comes down with one. Bradbury's going to be lined up on Travis Kelsey for a portion of the game. I do expect that. And if he's able to undercut a route, which he's very good at, I could see that. The other scenario is that um, one of those Kelsey targets gets tipped and deflected back to the second level, which is going to be CJ GJ in that center field cleaning shit up. So I like the chances of that at plus 300 to come through versus taking the individual. And I think it's just a way more fun opportunity to play Mahomes' intercept And it might not even be his fault. Like I said, a tipped pass underneath a check down that comes out just a little too slick, whatever it is, a bobbled exchange over the middle there. Um, You know, it shit happens. And I think that Bradbury and CJGJ will be right in the middle of the defense in the area and lined up on the receivers where we can take advantage of those opportunities. So Um, Again, you know, maybe you call it bias. I call it trying to project a game script. Most of these are pro Eagles and negative towards the Chiefs. I don't expect a blowout. I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout. I know that we have blown out our last two playoff opponents, and this one probably won't be as easy. But I am confident that we're going to win this game. I think I've laid out a pretty good case throughout this week. There's so many stats and trends going in our favor. And the -the on-the-field matchups almost entirely across the board top to bottom 53man rostered the Eagles are the better team here so yeah I'm a little nervous and yeah my voice is starting to give out and I'm not sleeping very well at this point in the week but we're feeling all right we're doing okay guys it could be a lot worse we're in the Super Bowl man if you if any of you guys listen to me and have listened this week and are like big gambling fans and are interested in my gambling content but do don't like the Eagles or even actively dislike the Eagles. Yeah, I I wonder how this is going. I wonder if I'm really doing the right thing over here. Um, I don't know. Thanks for sticking with me, I guess. I have seen the download numbers go up quite a bit over the last couple of weeks. So I guess some people are catching on to some of this content or maybe just the interest levels are high as ever with the uh, Super Bowl in two weeks to consume all this. But if you're a new listener, new downloader, I really do appreciate you guys uh, make sure to check out my social media pages on instagram and twitter at sgrpod i'm also on the Betstamp app where you can follow me and get notified whenever i lock in my betting picks as soon as they happen you don't have to go looking through my social medias for it that's the bet stamp app uh, my username is at sgrpod and the at is included in the username so you do have to search for that that's going to do it for my props here guys. I'm all out of props for you. I'm going to do one more episode here this afternoon and I, you know that's just going to be some final thoughts for me. It's, it's going to be a little bit more ranting about the, uh, the crybabies over in San Francisco and then we're going to talk a lot of shit about the, the Chiefs and some narrative stuff i'm gonna i'm gonna do a run through of all the stats and trends and data and everything that i have failed somehow to bring up i you know i'm just gonna run through some nuggets for you guys on that episode and and make sure that i have officially uh regurgitated all of the information that i have about this game so that'll be a fun one that's coming up next appreciate you guys taking all this content in i'm gonna go ahead and pinch it off now thank you again Ramble on and go birds.